0: Welcome to another Tuesday with Terry. I'm excited to be here, man. I got to tell you, I've been uh, out and about and circulating and percolating and uh, getting out in the field and getting out in the business and uh, visiting a bunch of our studios. I got a great workout in this morning. Thank you very much. And I am ready to roll. Hope you are as well. I'm talking to you live from Austin, Texas, where the sun is hot, the barbecue is sweet and all the drinks are free. If you're gonna hang out with me, I'm excited to be here. And today, what I really wanna chat with you about a little bit, I wanna take 10 minutes, gonna to try to keep it really consolidated, concise, and packed in here. I wanna talk in 10 minutes to you about, here you go, you ready? Self confidence. How's your self-confidence doing right now on a scale of 1 to 10? If I ask you how your energy level is, how you doing? 1 to 10, are you at a four, five, three, four, or 5? Are you at a 5, 6, or 7? Are you busting out, man? You're at 8, 9, and 10. How's your self-confidence doing on a scale of 1 to 10? How's that really doing for you? Remember this is that what's the most important part of the sales process? What's the most important part of your business? What's the most important part of your life? Is you. So one of the things that we find out is the great separator is the ability to believe in yourself, the ability to have self-confidence, that self-image, that self-confidence. And so I just wanted to ask you this morning is take a moment and ask yourself, how's my self-confidence really? How am I really doing on a scale of one to ten? What we find out is salespeople sell better when their confidence is up. We know that people perform better in sports when their confidence is up. You know, I had the opportunity just uh, recently to watch the March Madness, watch the contest, the male, the female. And I just wanted to bring up the Iowa LSU game, the championship for the women's final March Madness piece. And I got to tell you, you know, there was uh, uh, this girl from Iowa that, you know, scored 40 plus points. I mean, she was bank and she was hot. She was, man, feed her the ball, give her the ball. She was everything in the preliminary game to the, the championship. And, you know, she had no doubt in the, world I heard her be interviewed and she says I'm the one number one player in the world and the LSU team came out as you if you watch that game at all came out and they performed uh, at their very best and Iowa performed at their very best but in the end LSU actually won the game and I said to myself after the game was over I wonder what that girl felt like or thought or what was her self-talk at the end of that game, because one game prior to that, she said that she thought she was the best player in the world, and then she plays the championship, and she just got beat. Have you ever had that happen to you, where you've tried a business idea, or you've tried a physical, uh, personal record to try to run the race? Have you ever tried something personally, whether it's a relationship, and you thought, man, things are really going well, I'm the best in the world, I'm really at the top of the mountain, and then... A week later, a day later, two weeks later, or within a month, you find yourself in the valley and you go, What just happened? You start second guessing yourself. Be candid with you and to uh, tell you, you know, be open and honest is as I always try to do and be genuine is I'm struggling with some of that myself right now to be candid. I, I'm struggling with how do we get our membership numbers back up to the levels they were at in our pre-COVID environment. And so I'm second-guessing myself and I'm second-guessing what we're doing. And I'm, I'm thinking about new ways to do things, but I'm going, is this the right decision? Is this the right decision? And so I ask myself, what is the right decision or what are the best decisions? And, and how do we move this business forward? And how do I move my team forward inch by inch? And so I want to remind you about a couple things that I think sometimes the business is never bad out there. Many times the business is bad right in between your two, uh, two ears, the 12 inches between your ears. And you get what Zig Ziglar used to say was called stinking thinking. And so sometimes what happens is you start second guessing yourself or you make a decision and it wasn't the right decision or you try to close the sale and it didn't work the way that it worked in the past or you try to go out and, and do something and hire somebody and the person that you thought had all the potential in the world thought they were going to be great. You thought they were going to be fantastic. They simply did not work out the way that you wanted to. And so you start second guessing and you, your level of self-confidence and your decision making begins to go from an eight, nine and ten down to a six, seven and and, eight. and then all of a sudden you get into this negativity and this spiraling down, 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 and all of a sudden you start beating yourself up. The struggle is real. Uh, you know it and I know it. And so because of that, I just wanted to mention a couple things that I think are important. And I'm telling you things that I'm reminding myself of. And I go, man, if I'm going through some of this stuff, I bet some of my listeners are going through this Many of my listeners are Orange Theory people, Orange Theory managers, Orange Theory owners, Orange Theory area developers, and you're trying to recover. I just came off the Ursa conference uh, in San Diego, 7,000 people there. I sit on all these uh, panels, and I listen to the panels, and I listen to what's happening with recovery, and I listen to what's going on in the industry. And one of the things that was said, I sat in on a financial panel with... Uh, a a number of experts, private equity groups, JP Morgan, North Castle, et cetera. And uh, one of the things that they kept talking about was perspective. And I'm going to talk about that next week, about perspective. But I really think in order to keep your self-confidence and in order to keep sanity, uh, you really need to keep thinking about perspective is where am I today? Where was I? And where am I going? Keep perspective. Step back away, hundred thousand feet, and look at what's really going on. In any case, when your self confidence is starting to go down, I just wanted to mention there's a couple things to remind yourself of. Is um, a lot of times your self confidence is based around maybe what you have. So if you have a nice car, if you have a nice house, if you have a nice job, if you have a a great relationship in a significant relationship or you've got a a great spouse, man, you look and you say, man, my life is great. But if one or two of those things start to fall off, if your business starts to go bad, if you're not making sales, if a relationship goes south, uh, you know, if you're not working out your fitness level and you're, you find yourself two, three, four weeks where you haven't worked out and that goes bad, all of a sudden you start to lose your self confidence and you start to second guess. I want to remind you that are, you are not about what you have. You are not about what you have. That is not who you are. It's what you have. It is not who you are. Remind yourself those are possessions. You're not your possessions. You are something different. A lot of times we evaluate ourselves and we say, oh, how's our self-confidence? And, and we make up our self-confidence around what people say we are. Right, So if you've had success in the past, say, man, you're fantastic. Well, look at how all your success and they they only see the top of the iceberg, right? They don't see the bottom of the iceberg in the adversity or the problems or the issues that you're dealing with. They see it from their perspective. They either see what they see on social media or they see what they hear or they see what they might have read about you or read about your business or heard about your relationships or heard about your family or heard about just you in general. And I want to remind you is what other people think is none of your business. What they say about you is not really who you are. They may say things that are not who you are, but they're saying things secondhand, what they've heard, what they've read, maybe what they know, and they don't know the whole story. Nobody knows my whole story Does everybody know your whole story? And then a lot of times we go, well, you know, uh, my self-confidence is a lot of times based around what I look like right? Because why? Because we see the media, we see the people and the celebrities, and we see what advertisements want us to believe about what we should look like and the whether it's fashion or whether it's uh, aging or whether it's uh, uh, fitness or what our body should look like. And we have this perception is, is, this is what I should look like. And so we make up our decisions about our self-confidence based about how I look in the mirror or how uh, the clothes that I have, or the shoes that I have, or the fashion statement, or what my hair looks like. We make those decisions about ourselves. And I'm telling you that all of that, that's not really who you are. You can't change how old you are. You can't change how tall you are. And you can't change who your parents were. You don't have to be the best looking person in the room. All you have to do is look your best when you go into the room. That's really what you need to do. So how do you really take a look at your self-confidence and improve that self-confidence? And one of the ways I would recommend to you is you've got to start thinking about making promises to yourself and being true and trusting yourself. Can you keep a promise that you made to yourself? Do you do what you say and say what you do? If you say you're going to be on a call at two o'clock, are you on that call at two o'clock? Or does it get slipped by and you forget about it and uh, you get busy with some other things and all of a sudden you don't feel good that you missed the two o'clock call. You don't feel good about yourself when you miss a call, when you miss a scheduled meeting, when you miss a scheduled interview, when you miss an appointment, when you said you were going to take the garbage out but you didn't take it out, when you said you were going to get up at six o'clock in the morning but you hit the snooze button three times and got up at 645. Can you keep the promises to yourself? And the first step to building your own personal self-confidence is keeping a simple promise. What promise can you make right now for the rest of today that you can keep that promise to yourself? I'll tell you for me, you know, sometimes I say I need to spend more time at home and I'm going to get out of here by, I'm going to get out of the office by 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And I look up at the clock and here it is 7 or 7.30, my wife has fixed dinner and lo and behold, she doesn't wait for me. She has dinner, eats dinner on her own. And, you know, she's off to doing what she does in the evening. And I come home and there's a plate of food and I go, man, I didn't keep my promise. Number one to her and number two, number one to myself and number two to her. Can you keep your promises? And so I want to show you about a couple things to focus on how you can start keeping your promises and maybe where that focus should be. I call it The B, B, and B, right? It's three Bs. Here's where they are. Number one B is your brain, right? So the how do you keep better promises is you've got to, and I say this over and over, but you've got to start feeding your brain with the pure, the positive, the good stuff. You've got to make a promise to yourself to go, what am I listening to, what am I reading, and what am I putting into my head? Make a commitment, and it can be daily, it can be once a week, it can be twice a week, it can be on the weekends, it doesn't matter what the commitment is, but make a commitment to start listening to better stuff, to start reading better stuff, to start feeding your brain with better stuff. Number two piece about the brain, the first B, is are you having peace of mind how do you get peace of mind and i don't have an exact answer but i can tell you what worked for me is sitting quietly listening to i call it spa music or just relaxing music Turning the lights off, I sat down in front of my couch, I put my legs under the coffee table, I light a candle, I put on some soft music, and everything is quiet except for me thinking. And I go, what is that internal dialogue and what am I thinking? And that allows my thoughts and the noise and the decisions to begin to filter out and sift down until finally 5, 10, 15, 20, or 30 minutes later, I have a calmness about me. Are you taking time for quiet time and to be calm I'm just telling you the second part of your brain is to find calmness to find peace of mind the third piece is to empty out the the thoughts and the noise that's in your brain and the way you do that is through journaling grab a spiral bound notebook grab a pen or a pencil and take 10, 15 minutes and whatever it is, people go, well, I don't know what to write about. I don't know what I should say. What do I, huh, who? and it doesn't really matter. All you have to do is start dumping your thoughts. So if my thought is about the weather today, I write down about the weather. It's about 56 degrees this morning. It was sunny most of the day. I went to work at this. I would start journaling about my day. And then that leads me into my thoughts. And what am I thinking about business? What am I thinking about my finances? What am I thinking about uh, my plan for the future? And how do I correlate where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going? And I start dumping and dumping and dumping. That allows me to get peace of mind as well. It allows me to sleep better. It allows me to know that I don't have all these thoughts and ideas racing through my head. And so those three things are really focused on the number one B of your brain. Feed your mind, be quiet, and have quiet time to get peace of mind and start journaling. The second B is your body. And what are you doing with your body? And all I'm saying is if all of us want to live healthier and be healthier, and I say this all the time, I call it the three-question close. Question number one, are you interested in your health? Yes or no? Question number two, are you interested in taking better care of your health? Yes or no? Well, then let me ask you this question. If you're interested in taking better care of your health, when's the best time to get started? Most of us would say today, and I agree. So do you have a plan for getting some type of activity, exercise, or workout in today? Today, not tomorrow, tomorrow. After work, but start something today, go for a walk, do some gardening, go for a bike ride, uh, go lift some weights, go clean, whatever it is that can give you activity, vacuum the house as easy, as simple as that is, right? All I'm saying is what can give you an activity? If you're trying to get in better shape, then you need a plan. You need a plan and you have to show up for the plan. I've done it myself. I've downloaded different workouts and I've downloaded different plans and I've downloaded how to shred and I've downloaded how to lose weight and I've downloaded how to get lean and I've downloaded how to run races. And boy, I tell you, that was the first step. And I said, I did the first step, I downloaded the plan and then I never showed up. I never took action on that plan. I said to myself, I've got the plan and I'll, do it tomorrow and then tomorrow became tomorrow and tomorrow became the next day and the next day and i procrastinated and procrastinated you gotta show up and you've got to take action on your body you see the mind and the body work together be consistent with that workout. Consistency beats perfection all the time. And all of us say, man, I'm, I'm so far out of shape. It's funny because I was just talking with some folks about Orange Theory Fitness. And one of the pieces about Orange Theory Fitness is a lot of people think it's a really hard workout. They think it's too hard. And so you have people that do what's called closet workouts. They go and they work out and they try to get in shape before they ever come to Orange Theory because they don't want to be embarrassed, right? And so, other people will go do different things before they come to Orange Theory because it's going to be too hard and they don't want to be embarrassed and they don't want to be too out of shape. But I'm going to tell you Orange Theory Fitness is for everyone and it's for beginners, intermediates, and advanced. You customize the program to your level. And what you're going to find out is more of the things you worry about that never happen. You walk into the studio, the coaches are accepting and they're welcoming. The people aren't really focused on you. The people that are taking the class are focused on themselves, and you get the best workout in the country. But you got to show up. You got to show up. You have to be consistent and you got to get on a regular pattern. You don't need an eight-week program. You don't need a 12-week program. You do have to get your workout in today. So the first B is brains, the second B is body, and the third B is your bonds. When I say your bonds is I'm talking about your relationships and who are you bonding with and who are you spending time with. I can't stress enough to make the call to your mom or your dad if they're still alive. I can't stress enough to listen to what they have to say in terms of counsel and advice because they have the age factor. They have been down these paths before. The amount of wisdom your parents have is phenomenal. Remember when you were a kid? You know, when you were a little kid, you thought your parents were the greatest thing in the world. And then when you were a teenager, they were stupid and they didn't know anything. And then in your twenties, they started getting a little bit smarter. In your thirties, they even got smarter. And by the time you were 40, my gosh, it was amazing how smart your parents were. I'm just recommending is make the call. Make the call to a friend. And tell them that you care about them, you love them, and be encouraging. And listen to what they have to say. Ask them for counsel. Ask them for advice. That third B is the bonds that you have with people and to listen. And I've talked about this before, but I'll bring it up again, is you need an advisory board. You need business acquaintances personal acquaintances that can counsel and advise and you can run your life situations by them, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, whether it's fitness, whether it's uh, business, you know whatever. But you need that advisory board to be able to do that. And finally keep that gratitude list. I can't tell you how important that is is find 10 things that are going well today, eight things that went well today, 20 things that went well today. That's always the icing on the cake. In summary, remember this. If you're second-guessing yourself, or you're not sure, or you begin to be unstable in terms of your decision-making, usually that comes down to having a little bit more self-confidence. Remember you're not what people tell you you are, you're not what you look like, and you're not what you have. You're not your possessions. If you want to improve your self-confidence, start focusing on what goes into your brain, start journaling, and get peace of mind. Focus on your body and get your workouts in today consistently, and focus on the bonds that you have with people and the relationships you have with people. I hope that was helpful for you today. My name's Terry. Keep your self-confidence up. I'm pulling for you. Talk to you next Tuesday.